0: What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonoff71, a.k.a. Diggadulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. In your auditory canals, tune tuned to episode 209 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual i'm not in the digital studio alone along with me i got my partners in crime first on deck is dez aka the bay area terror aka the high res lover that's me aka the cat daddy aka
1: that gamer step daddy what's going on uh not much just happy to be here with y'all of y'all talking about these games yay more games
0: Indeed, indeed, and of course, our show's a no-go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief.
2: You, 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 you.
0: But you might also know him as the food max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on?
2: Not much. Just enjoying this fine Memorial Day holiday that we're recording on. You know, uh, I think three days off of work is like should be like the the going rate. The norm. The norm, yes. You know, other countries they 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 work like you know four day work weeks versus five day work weeks. I'm I'm, I'm have to go to France or wherever.
3: <laughs> you down for wherever all that? They,
2: huh? I'm I'm down for all that business. Or guess what? Maybe I should just retire early. I've been trying to play the lottery, but it hasn't worked. So.
0: Well, weren't the Jetsons supposed to promise us like a four hour work
1: week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I want Spacely Sprocket for a boss, though. I don't know about that business.
0: I could put up with him for uh, for, for a couple hours a week. Yeah, I could do that. Pushing Stop a button. Pushing a button.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, how come there hasn't been a live action uh, Jetsons, man? It's like I could see Danny DeVito as being Spacely Sprocket. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't.
3: Let's
1: let... Don't. I mean, because it would be really kind of cool, but but we don't need any remakes of that. Or, or or new new movies like that because we already got Scooby Doo and that should be enough for you.
2: No, no, Scooby Doo didn't scratch that itch, no. Didn't scratch the itch for you?
1: No. Scooby Doo wasn't hitting it.
2: You know, but they could they could have shows a bunch of Velmas, man. It's like God the Velma, like you know. <laughs> Never mind.
1: Yes, we know you have no. a type.
2: Is that my type?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. not these modern Velmas. They're, they're nobody's type.
3: <laughs> was, these
0: these my uh, I I watched the first two of that. Uh, who's that chick who did who was on the office? Some oh, kind of way one. they gave her a producer's job to do the Velma cartoon, Scooby Doo with no Scooby Doo in it. Uh, yeah, that was trash. Um, Not a fan, <laughs> I huh? could only tolerate the first two episodes of it.
1: Not a fan. You're like no,
0: nope. no. mm-. And it's like, they, and then they turned Shaggy, they made Shaggy black, and then actually, like, kind of, sort of made him, like, an
2: undercover uh, pothead. Yeah, I, I, well, I, well Shaggy's a pothead I, in general, but, you know. But
0: so. I, I, I'm i like, ugh. it's like, y'all stop, stop ruining my childhood. It's like, ugh.
2: I thought they ruined Scooby Doo when they brought Scrappy Doo on. Much less. <laughs> oh, I would take
0: Scrappy Doo over this the shit that they do in passing it off as modern interpretations of classics any day of the week.
2: I thought Hanna Barbera was like just trying to like uh, reparate like uh, Gary so Coleman rep-rate. into. <laughs> oh, okay. So gonna, okay. Since you, man-
0: since you mentioned Hanna Barbera, quick uh, quick sidebar. And there's no way to uh, check to see if this is actually true or not because uh, the company, would, of course, would never, ever, 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 ever release these uh, these pilots. But my dad, back in the '70s, was taking our class Fresno State, and the instructor at the time was said used to work as an animator for Hanna Barbera. And as he talked to him, he said initially, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo the dog was supposed to be black. Oh wow! There are supposed, and he was supposed to talk the same way that Scooby Doo does. You know, the raggy, (laughs) supposed to be talking the same way. And according to him, there are there are like two or three un, never ever ever released uh uh pilots of Scooby Doo as a black kid best friend is Shaggy, you know, with the uh kind of like uh, kind of like the, the fat Albert.
2: Oh man. You oh, know, kind
0: of like the jive walk jive but he sounds like Scooby Doo talks now. You
2: oh, know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. I don't know about so, Hair yeah. Bear. You know, Hair Bear bunch was a bunch of hippies. You know, hippie well, you know, bearers and, and
0: stuff. Well, you know, I actually believe it because they did do one called Wretched Rocket or, or Rackety Rocket, which it look it takes place in the Jetsons universe, but the rocket has these big old big old you know quote unquote black lips. You know, like yeah. like over exaggerated lips. The uh, these kids put it together out of space junk, and of course, every, you have the the stereotyp the 70s stereotypical. You have the black nerdy kid, you got uh, the little black girl with the afro puffs, you got uh, the fat Albert looking dude who sits in the back of the rocket, takes up the whole damn seat, and then there's like one or there's like another person. And I saw that off of YouTube. It was the most I, I was like it was now it's actually a YouTube short that someone discovered these um, old Hanna-Barbera cartoons that never made it to never made it to broadcast. And one of them was, uh, yeah, rat, wretched, rat, Rackety Rocket.
2: I've, I actually look on Wikipedia. It's Rickety Rocket was a Rickety segment rocket. of the was the segment on the Plastic Man comedy adventure show by Ruby Spears Productions? That's separate from Hannah Barbera, I guess. This uh, was part of it, and, and the plot says two African American teenagers named Sunstroke, Cosmo, Splashdown, and Venus make a makeshift sentient talking robot.
0: So, yeah, but uh, does it mention how the robot sounded? It sounded uh, like a like a like a bootleg Scatman Carruthers. <laughs>
3: i yeah. i'm gonna, watch, most that. This, this I'm most gonna watch that now
2: <laughs> i actually watched the plastic man comedy adventure show i have no remember of remember ricky rickety <laughs> rocket but i'll have to go back but that that was ruby spears which you know the producers of uh, thundar the barbarian much less than other <laughs> noted productions so wow Hmm. The they they were to... found. They were founded by veteran writers and Scooby Doo uh, creators. So those are the Scooby Doo creators. That's why so... the
0: animation looked so looked like a Hanna Barbera joint.
2: Yeah, it was it was their own. They went separate from uh, Hanna Barbera and did their own thing. So yeah, racist is all get out. So
0: <laughs> so racist cartoons uh, aside,
2: <laughs> bad segue, <laughs> bad segue, but we'll segue anyway we're gonna move
0: on from racism to our playlist
1: all right let's start with Dez what you been playing man well actually I haven't been playing that much actually been uh running around getting stuff uh taken care of like you know I I graduated so that was great and then um went to fresno to have a surprise graduation party with my family and um so that was really nice i was able to see them hang out uh, with them and get a lot of family love for my for my graduation so so that was that was a lot of fun you know to to do that um and get to paid. get those you kind get paid. of you, know, you get paid Um, I got a little bit, I got a little, I got a little bit of scratch. So I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. Um, but, but, uh, other than that, uh, the games that I did and I did end up playing was I'm still playing legend of keepers, still a fantastic game, uh, practicing my, my managerial skills on monsters always feels good. So, um, but again, if you haven't checked out that game, you know, you really should it. Um, it's a lot of fun especially if you like you know dungeon management type show uh, type type games so definitely check it out uh played uh death's door um if you don't know what that is that's the the one uh from devolver digital you're a um a crow uh and you basically go and reap souls quote unquote um got a lot of legend of zelda type um type feel to it you are uh I, i'm still getting used to the gameplay because as you well there's there's damage on touch uh for for a lot of the um a lot of the monsters so you have to kind of keep your your spacing and so just kind of getting used to keeping my spacing uh, against um monsters can be a bit uh annoying because i've always thought that damage on touch is a is a really i don't like that mechanic but but it is what it is. And so I'm just trying to get better. And one the thing that kind of makes it kind of hard is your attacks, uh, move you forward. So, so you have to, you know, hit a couple of attacks and then move back. So I went through and I was looking at a couple of different, um, what was it? a couple of different, uh, guides on, on how, you know, how to be a better, you know, crow. <laughs> and one of the things they say is the, um, is the damage, uh, your your melee attack is good, uh, but you usually use it to, to like knock people away from you. And it's it's the magic and the ranged attacks that really uh, make the game shine. So so I've been trying to incorporate a lot more ranged attacks, uh, and and the magic. But again, I'm still I'm still early in the game. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to to get to a place where I I I'm much better at the combat. Because that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just trying to get better at the combat and, and the – well, the combat and the nuances of the game. You know, you're, there's always that kind of learning curve when you start a new game. So that's kind of where I'm at with with that one. But I really love the art design. It looks really it looks really good. If you haven't played it before, you really should check it out. Um, is there,
2: like, roguelike elements to it too? Or is it just a straight, like, no, uh, it's a straight down st- Zelda, like – types
1: straight top-down zelda you know you beat bosses you get you get power-ups you get better you know stuff like that so no it's it's not a roguelite or anything like that okay so so yeah it's a straight up zelda it's kind of like uh uh tunic that 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 it's in that genre like zelda and stuff so got it probably Uh, not as
2: hard as binding of isaac or anything crazy no
1: definitely not definitely not so, but, but I don't know, like I haven't played Binding of Isaac, so I don't really know, but I, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hard. You just have to, you just have to remember like what you're doing and, and where you're at. So, but it's a fun game, fun game. Um, And the last game I played was with Joe and that was Journey to the Savage Planet. Um, Started playing it Um, because I wanted to... I wanted to do something different and I got really far on that game and I never beat it. So I really wanted to try it again. And the game is funny. The game is funny. The game is hilarious. Uh, It was the employee of the month edition. So it is the, the, the Uber, the Uber great edition. So, and, and it's been, it's been fun, you know, and I want to go back to it. I might, uh, play it by myself um, if Joe's not around um, because you can just pop in and pop out because it's uh, it's um, the the secondary character is like quote unquote a clone of you so whatever you do like if you get power ups or anything it automatically is shared between the two of you so it's kind of funny um, they are they are listed in the in the commands as as like clone and so it's kind of funny. Um I didn't realize there's friendly damage so you can actually slap it, slap each other to death so that's kind of funny. Um but it's like you just you just respawn so there's no real like no harm no foul but but the game's fun um and I'm I'm en- I'm enjoying it so far and I really hope that we're able to get back to it uh Joe if you want to so but, Sounds good. Does yeah.
2: the progress carry over for the clone? I don't nope. think so. I got to do my own game. You got to do
1: your play. own game. So no, the, the, uh, to my knowledge, the the progress does not carry over for the clone because you are basically in service of my game and of me. Got it. Because you are my clone. So got it.
2: So <laughs> it's kind of like how Far Cry works, where yeah. you know I'm just the uh, the secondary character, just kinda yeah, wreaking just, havoc.
1: Yeah, you're just hanging out, kicking it, doing my stuff. So so there you go.
2: But uh, but yeah,
1: it was really fun. But um, that's all that I've been playing. But I guess that's a really good segue into what Joe's been playing because Joe and I played, you know, Journey to the Savage Planet. So what was your uh, experience going back to that game? I know John BT really enjoyed it. and I think he beat it. So um, you can definitely uh, give us your thoughts um, on our Discord, uh, John. So uh, what were your thoughts, Joe?
2: Uh, from what I played, just a little bit of it. I mean, because I played this at PAX uh, when we went, not this last time, but the time before, and uh, hadn't really played the uh, retail version all too much, actually. So and so, I'm kind of grateful that I kind of waited, though, because this Employee of the Month edition is the edition that uh, came out for Stadia exclusively at first, but eventually made its way over to you know the next-gen or current-gen platforms, you'd call it, the Xbox and PS5 on there and so um i like the uh, bits of it i wish i had more time to kind of watch the um video montages of the uh i forgot that guy's name already but uh you know basically you you you're starring as a uh a planetary explorer and it's all just very done in the very cheeky like uh 70s 80s type style on there i almost feel like jim neighbors in that (laughs) um God, I'm trying to remember the name of that show, but the one where he like goes into space basically. So kind of has that similar vibe to it a bit, you know, combined with like a little No Man's Sky ish type of thing, you know, just so I'm kind of enjoyed what I played and I'll probably play, play it single player as well on there so also i've been playing besides journey to the savage planet i've been playing a little bit of dragon quest one so i was playing this on the switch a few months ago and i kind of forgot what i was doing and so this is not a modern rpg where i get a recap as far as what i did so far in the story because it's basically old school balls of the heart balls of the wall kind of hard kind of thing so um i just decided to go ahead and start a new game on here because i think my prior save i was up to like level 12 which wasn't too high up or whatnot but uh got a chance to actually fire up my switch for the first time in a while i haven't fired it up since i went out of town and come see you desmond for your graduation party a few weeks ago so and, uh, if, and i was actually playing dragon quest portably versus playing on the screen because you know with an old school game like that i mean i don't I played it before on the 65 inch screen, but it almost it almost begs to be played on a smaller screen, in my estimation. So and so, you know, just old school Dragon Quest one, Dragon Warrior. If you played it back in the day on the NES, but uh, you know, uh, I think they modernized it a bit, so it plays a little bit better. But it's still very old school in nature, you know. So I'm just been grinding, fighting some monsters so I can get some better weapons and better uh, gear. To go into some of the dungeons on there, so, so that's where I'm at with that. But uh, still enjoyable. I have the first three Dragon Quest on Switch, so I'm gonna dive into those and play those. So, and then last but not least, of course, so we've continued to play Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak on here. Uh, we're up to I'm um, Master Rank three right now. I, I finally got uh, the Angenath uh, mantle. I've been was like grinding the Angina for a bit to get this beginning starter set on there uh kind of recommend until i get into master rank four and five on there so and it's working better than the high rank gear that uh, i had previously my super the greatest bowstrex so. set yeah but i was trying to wreck that you know, it took me so long to get that set going in the grind and level up so i know that there's more grinding <laughs> further on that's probably what you're trying to stay away from right does as far as playing monster Hunter, it's getting too much of a, gr- a little bit of a grinder for you
1: no I just want to play something else yeah, I've it's... been playing that for a very long time consistently yeah, for so sure. I just kind of want to branch out into something else that's really what it what it came down to
2: yeah so. same thing with me I'm kind of feeling where I need to look at different platforms and uh, look at different things and kind of venture out you know so You know, I'm still picking up games here and there too, and it seems like, you know, I just keep accumulating and I want to be able to enjoy the accumulation of what I've been picking up. I mean, I still want, I'm looking at Advance Wars 1 and 2 right now, just sitting beside me on this table, and it's just like, okay, I want to play that. There's uh, some other games I want to play, like Ease 9 for the PS5. So there's like a ton of stuff. So. So we'll hopefully be able to kind of, you know, make time for everything I want to play and kind of go from there and still enjoy Monster Hunter. You know, even there's new content for PSO. It's like kind of looking at me like, oh, damn, damn. So (laughs) it's like, what's up? I know. But uh, what you been playing, you just been just playing Monster Hunter or what else have you been enjoying these past week or so?
0: Uh, the only really the only thing I've been playing is, well, I've been playing mostly just just work. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's what I've been
0: playing. It's a tough game. Doing some doing. So, yeah, a very tough game, doing some side stuff, working on my little side projects at the house. And um, and then it's actually finally st- looks like they're starting to start to do pretty well. So. I'm going to probably move on to the next phase with that, which means I'll probably have even less time to actually play games. But um, the only two games I've been playing is uh, Dead Space and Monster Hunter. Um, I've got Master Rank gear for the long sword. I have got finally have some Master Rank gear for the Bow, because I'm playing both of those in Sunbreak. And uh, Dead Space is just still scaring the crap out of me every now and then, uh, I completed a, uh, I think I'm near the end because if, if I'm remembering correctly, the section that I'm at where I have to do something to get a deep space beacon launched, uh, to gain the attention of a rescue vessel, I completed that, and if I'm remembering correctly, that's not too far from the end of the game. So I'm thinking maybe I've got, you know, if I want to break it down into percentages, I've probably got maybe 20 to 30 percent left to do, uh, story-wise, before I complete it. But it's been the only downside now is because I I screwed over my ammo reserves and uh i have no, almost no ammo
3: <laughs>
0: so it's that uh, but they they give you um, environmental hazards that you can use uh as either an offensive or a defensive weapon i guess either depending on how you use it so it's being low on ammo is not super super critical particularly playing on the uh, standard standard game level But uh, it it does make things a bit more challenging. But uh, that's really all I've been playing this week. So that said, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket. And that is the main event. All right, Des, you got the mic, man.
1: All righty. So thank you so much to everyone who uh, took part in the main event. We really appreciate it. Um, So our main event question for this episode is, with E3 being canceled, do you think the days of big in-person video game expos are over? Let us know your opinion, and we will discuss it on this episode. So Will D. said, very short. He made it very short and very sweet. He said, I think we will see a resurgence driven by games. Uh Uh, Uh-oh. Wow. Um, I want to see what that looks like.
2: Driven by gamers, uh, he said. Sorry. Yeah. Driven
1: driven by gamers. Sorry. Um, but I want to see what that, what that looks like, you know, I want to see what the gamers are going to bring to the table, you know, and I want to see if it is going to be, because that sounds like it's going to be something that's going to be fan, um, fan driven. Um, and I don't know if fans have the pool to do that, but, I want to see how that would look because I think that something like that is very intriguing and I wonder how they would pull it off or, or what what the what the ask or the offer would be. You know, would it be a smaller a uh, smaller type thing, you know, or like i not, when I say like when I say like, you know, in like E3 type of thing, I'm not talking about like packs or anything like that. I'm talking about actual, you know, giant things where where, where the whole thing is to show off, show off games, you know. Um, and our friend Fred French says, "Yeah, it's over. It was fun back in the day. Now with social media, you just can't keep anything secret. It's it's very boring watching these events and not having any big surprises. I remember getting EGM magazine and reading about everything that was coming out. Those days, uh, those were the days. And I think that's probably a lot more of what's uh, of of." Of what's going on um, is is again with the advent of the internet and uh, spoiler culture and people wanting everything right now. Um, watching any big things, uh, I think, is kind of kind of most people know what's going to be coming out. I mean, when we were talking about the um, the PlayStation Showcase, we're going to talk about that a little later in the news section. A lot of people did. Uh, co- you know, predict what was going to be hap- happening. And granted, there are a couple of new games that were that were shown that we're going to talk about. That kind of was like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. But, but again, actually physically getting up and going someplace to see that stuff, I just don't know if if that's what people want to want to do, and if that's if that's what people want to spend their time with. Because what's funny is a lot of that stuff was was always um, a lot of that stuff was always Gonna be uh, shared with the, with the general population, so you know when you go to these things, like you'd be there in person, and then there would be a live feed, so people could actually see it. So there, there's always been this sort of like half and half kind of thing, but it always made you feel like like a true fan, or, or feel like you were um, like you're 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 in on the you're you're doing something while you're there with the people and, and celebrating with them. So so i think that kind of goes back to what will d was saying about a resurgence you know or being driven by gamers because i think that there's that community aspect that really that really might be missing when you when you take away the 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 venue space or 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 the are the option to get together and hang out um but captain mike m um basically echoes what fred french was saying and says yes uh and they should be landscape has changed and the days of scripted onstage dialogue is old and tired, still have connect demo nightmares. Keep it to 60 minutes of pre uh, and pre-record it. So I don't know, like I, I can understand, you know, and as the advent of the internet happened and, and you can't really keep secrets held like you once, what you once did people's times, uh, people's time has also, uh, become a, a premium. And so, you know, putting in, uh, adding in the cost of driving, or sorry, of transportation to get to the venue, um, if you don't live there, uh, hotels, um, and if you're the actual gaming companies, that's that's buying space, that's renting out rooms, that's all this other, you know, stuff that that costs that are completely. Uh, taken away if you do a pre-recorded and you release it online you know I think that's just the easiest thing to do Uh, but again is that what the people want you know Uh, so Kev I'm gonna kick it to you and get some of your thoughts about about this do you think the big the big days of in-person video game expos are over
0: yeah I, I and they're not coming back and the reasons are for, are some of the reasons that have already been stated, the onset of social media, the expense of getting these big displays set up, they're only going to be up for a week. You got to pay crews to set them up, pay crews to take them down, pay for the, the, the actual space that's in there. Then you got to pay for the man hours to, to, you know, to have them staff, to answer questions, all that stuff um with the advent of technology and social media it's no longer necessary and these companies have learned that there is um what's the word um uh impact or cachet in their own in their own name you know playstation can put out a tweet and shut down the whole internet Nintendo can announce a, uh, a, 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 what do they call those? Tree Shop, uh, in uh, or Tree Shop, Tree Shop Directs, or Nintendo Directs. Treehouse. Shut, Treehouse Direct, yeah, and shut down the whole internet. They've discovered through uh, proper social media. Uh, uh, what would be the word I'm looking for? Uh, building up their own that own name online, their own corporate image online. They don't need these um, these venues to get their message across. And another thing, why share that time with your competitor when you can just put pre-record something? Exactly. put it up on the internet, control exactly. the message from jump to finish. And th- that way you're not competing with anybody. You're not jockeying for who's going to launch first, who's going la- to go second, who's going to go third. You're in total control of the message that you put out. So if it's successful or flops, then it's all completely on you. And when it's successful you can say hey this is what we've got going and this is the message that we were able to get across and nobody wants to nobody is going to willingly go back to spending millions of dollars unnecessarily just because a number of us would like to see that those days come back that's that's just not going to happen so um i i think we we those days are gone but what they will do, and we've 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 seen this, is that they will. These companies will do smaller gatherings with, and this is the the aspect that I don't like. Companies will will do gatherings of social media influencers, and they will fly them out to play a game or fly them out to test to check out some hardware and give them their talking points to then push out to their subscribers that's the thing that i don't like so instead of e3 this big venue where you know media and consumer have this kind of mishmash in these giant arenas and waiting with bated breath on, on the next big announcement you have these, um, they'll fly out 10, 15 of the biggest social media influencers in the gaming space and sit them in front of something, put it in their hands and then go send them with their talking points to go in and spew it out to their subscribers. And that's a major downside of this, this shift in presentation.
1: Yeah I, that, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it's a really good, a really good opinion, you know, because it's much easier to hit a smaller uh, subset um, or influencers and then send them back out with a message.
3: Um, yeah,
2: it used to be back in the day where it was magazine editors that they were flying out, you know, you know, and I know some magazines decided, hey, we're gonna fly everyone out on our own dime because we don't want to steer our editorial coverage and. You don't have that with influencers. Influencers, you know, uh, getting's well to getting's good, right? So mm-hmm. that's why, yeah. you know, I, I tend to like to pick and choose my influencers. Like, you know, someone like ACG is not being flown out to these events, you know. So so you got to exactly. kind of t- take a look at who you're following and who's greasing their uh, wheels, if they're, especially if they're showing up with, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 gamer chairs and all sorts of other perks. Yeah stuff in the periphery so
1: agreed um gooney says um i don't see another event filling the void left by e3 mostly publishers have shifted to pre-recorded short showcases it's cheaper they don't have to share the stage they control the timing they have more control of the narrative and they avoid all issues of presenting live on the business side of things smaller indie developers that used e3 to find publishers for their games now have other avenues to find funding such as early access and crowdfunding like with everything else in the industry expos are part of the all digital future and i think and i think that's exactly it uh john bt uh commented and i think like goonie and john bt kind of have kind of the right the right idea of what's going to be happening so john bt says i love going to early e3s and also to ces what is ces
0: consumer electronics i forget what the show
1: there you go
2: yeah it, yeah prior it was in the 90s prior to e3 they used to have one in chicago in the summer and in vegas in uh in january but they ex- exhibited uh, video games at both shows plus porn yeah. and all sorts of other stuff so
1: yeah you know it's, it's it's a digital thing so uh but that was before you could dip you could have demos on game systems and videos of every game released anytime on youtube it, it would be cool to have the big cons where main publishers try to show each other up, but I just don't think the market works that way. It doesn't anymore, no. Now they all have their own shows online on their own schedules and don't have to target some arbitrary June date. And then he says, I think the future will look more like fan cons like PAX. Small publishers will go and demo stuff, but it will never be first-party games again. And I think that hits the nail right on the head right there because one thing that we forget is that we're talking about these big cons and they're showcasing like the big boys playstation nintendo um bethesda and, you know, and all these other really large AAA studios because they're the ones that really kind of like pull all the air out of the room so we have to think about well what's left for the for indie developers or smaller uh smaller um type of publishers and that's where PAX comes in or these smaller smaller shows so i really think that that in the with e3 and the larger ones going the way of the dodo i think that gives pax the chance to grow bigger and become really really for like smaller indie type of of games um and i think that's where you're going to see a lot of more groundswell of of um of video gamers um who who really want to know what the new fresh thing is is going to happen i think like when you go to PAX and stuff and, and those type of cons, that's where you're going to start finding your, 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 your community again. And so there's going to be, um, you know, even, even like things like Evo is, is another one, you know, where you can kind of, you know, have a large penetration of, of, of like minded gamers. And that's where you showcase, you know, something that is, it is new for that specific genre. And I think that's, what's going to happen, you know? Um, for a lot of it. Um, so while the days of large, you know, things are gone, you still have like those smaller, more intimate, uh, video game, uh, I, I should, cons conventions that you can go to and still feel that. Um, what are your thoughts, Joe, about this? Having gone to a bunch of V3s, uh, in the past, I know you're kind of, I, I know you're probably maybe a little bit in your feelings about this, because I know you had a lot of really fun, um, fun stories and interactions with that you know what are your thoughts is is are those days gone Um, those days
2: have been gone yeah Uh, oh been gone
1: when do you think that they left
2: well Uh, i don't know to me it's like back in the 90s e3 just had a lot more mystique because the internet wasn't as prevalent and you got a lot of surprises i was on the first e3 show floor i went down on which was like 1996 And um, I just felt like a kid in the candy store, but, you know, pretty much I went uh, went to every E3 from 1996 all the way to 2003, actually, because we snuck in some years. Some years I went as press because I was writing for uh, GamingAge.com at the time on there. And so, you know, I've gotten to where I have seen, you know, like some of these press conferences pre like being broadcast on the Internet and that kind of thing where I see their place at that point in time, because that's where they got everyone together, including, you know, the company, different companies, and got to see these showcases and events live on there. Like, I know when the E3 in Atlanta, the second one, I got to attend, like, when they unveiled Pokemon for the first time, (laughs) or unveiled, like, the TV series and that kind of thing. So I actually got a chance to go to these um, live events, at least, and, yeah, E3 started as an industry thing, uh, where it k- kind of started having an outreach out to the general public, you know, because they wanted to see what was on the show floor and what's being exhibited and kind of thing. Where, you know, I think it's better off, especially with a lot of gamers that want to go to E3 at that time, that they have these fan events to go to instead, and then just all the expense of having just that all that. Convention space floor having to get demos ready for the show, and as far as what's being exhibited, I kind of, um, in a way, almost enjoyed going to Kentia Hall and like the, seeing the smaller publishers versus seeing what you know, Sony and Nintendo and you know, um, Sega at the time, of course, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, Microsoft too, and uh, to see what they were exhibiting and that kind of thing. But I think it's better off that, uh. You know, they kind of leave things be the way it is on there. You know, Sony and had a right mind to pull out of E3 when they did. Um, you know, Microsoft, same thing. And My last time I went to E3 was back in 2016, I believe, because I won free tickets for com and I got to go and went by myself. I didn't go with friends that time. Yeah, it was just a lot different. The floor was just kind of limited and uh, there wasn't too, too much. You know, I've gotten more access at PlayStation when they did the PlayStation experience a couple of years where I felt that that was something more that they could have kind of grown upon. But it seems like the management PlayStation decided not to have those anymore. We probably didn't want a big undertaking on their part to be able to put those on. But I enjoy, you know, we enjoyed going there. I mean, you went to, the second PlayStation experience, right, Des. Did you go to the yep. third one too? And the one I did in Anaheim?
1: Not. I've only been to one.
2: Got it. I think me and Kev went to all three, I think, right?
1: Yeah, we
3: did.
2: Yeah. So we definitely enjoyed those. And I wish more publishers would put on shows like that, but I realize it's a big undertaking. And then Nintendo is going to be putting on a Nintendo Live event at PAX. Meaning that they're running a separately from PAX, even though it's at the same convention center in Seattle. So I'm kinda of curious how that's gonna roll when we go to see. But uh, you know, oh, in it's it is free. You just gotta register with your Nintendo online account, so so it's the only, only thing with that. But you know that's another I,
1: good thing that's another good thing to do. It's just like use an existing con uh, or an existing kind of yeah, convention and then add something to it because it it actually works and helps both um it helps both uh, um, uh, entities. Aspects to it, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. But you know, uh, moving forward, I mean, we'll see what happens. I know Keely's doing his Keely Fest, of course, the Summer Games Fest, and even having a live, in-person event to watch the, watch him on stage, chill for Doritos and, and Mountain Dew, <laughs> and yeah. have all the all the guests on stage. So if you well, want to see that stuff live, there's still an opportunity to be able to see. Uh, a stage show of that nature, if you yeah. so want to fly out there and partake. So.
1: Well, I think that that I think he's trying to uh fill the vacuum left from E3, you know, and he's trying to do the best and trying to give people what they want. And I don't, I, like, hey, I don't blame him, you know. Yeah. Get out there, do your, you know, get out there. If there's money left on the table, you know, he's gonna sniff it out. So.
2: Yeah, he's working with uh, companies to get their name out there and get the events out there. I mean, he's going to be doing the same thing he did when they were having an E3 and doing the, like the little live streams after events and getting impressions and so on and so forth. So that aspect is still there. I think watching E3 from afar aspect is still there with Jeff Keely and everything as far as mm-hmm. getting feedback after these pre um, pre recorded events, if need be. So I mean, that aspect's still there. So, yeah. and I'm definitely yeah.
1: glad there's a there's there's options.
2: Yeah, I mean, I traditionally at work I've always taken like E3 a week off to you know re- revel in the uh, partake in the shenanigans and have a good week off of work and that kind of thing. And I still got that week blocked off, it just happened to be where the kickoff summer games fest happens to be the Thursday before my week off, unfortunately. So I actually took time to watch this PlayStation. Um, playstation showcase and i kind of regret doing it but we'll talk about that more in news yeah there, but
1: yeah well cool um so thank you everybody for taking the time to uh respond to our question we always enjoy uh having a, a conversation uh with our listeners and um, at the end of the show uh kevin will show will tell you how uh, you can do that so, the question for our next main event, and that is for episode uh, 211, uh, and that will be, now that PlayStation has shown their hand with their showcases, uh, what do you want from both Xbox and Nintendo for their summer showcases? Games, peripherals, streaming services? Uh, do you want uh, games as a service? <laughs> uh, let us know your wants and opinions, and we'll talk about it. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, thank you again, and you know what time it is. It's the Jabroni Gaming News.
2: All right, thank you, Des. Okay, You're so welcome, sir. like we've talked about before, there was a PlayStation Showcase, and if you hadn't had a chance to watch it, they had quite a bit of games unveiled here. So... Um, highlights, of course, uh, Sony did unveil three new streaming games, like you know, basically co-op games, uh, uh, you know, online games. So, uh, Havens, Fair Games was announced. Um, Hell Divers 2 from Arrowhead, uh, developers of Gauntlet, and the first Helldivers Divers got finally unveiled. This game has been rumored for years and years and years. On here, and of course, also to Sony First Party, they also announced a new uh service game, like a first person game, uh, Conquered from Firewalk Studios. It's launching in 2024. We didn't really get an idea of what that game is about, but you know, of course, uh, of course. Helldivers 2, we kind of know because we played the first game quite a bit. Fair Games kind of looks like a, like a Watch dogs type multiplayer, like a payday type sh- uh, heist game, if need be. So, Also shown um, highlights from there uh, Mortals of Avian had a trailer on there that uh, basically that's the EA game with the first person magic. Um, but a new game got um, revealed called uh, Phantom Blade Zero, which looked quite good on here. And then also, too, um Square Enix had a, uh, a, a Splatoon, but only with bubbles called Foam Stars on here and uh, quite a bit of stuff. Um, Metal Gear Solid Alpha. Delta, Delta is yeah, Snake Delta Eater. Snake Eater. There the remake. The uh, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 3 got um, announced on there, and plus a Metal Gear Solid collection we'll talk about in a bit. But you know, also trailers for Final Fantasy 16, Alan Wake 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, we got an update for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Um, trailers for Street Fighter Six, which is barely coming out next week, so it's like who knows why they showed it there, but they had a reason to. Uh other stuff that was shown, a new uh side scrolling action game called Ultros that kinda had a Metroidvania field with a really unique art style. Um, oh, good. Tower of Fantasy, which is a uh game from, I think, Perfect World on there, which is also already on phones at the moment, but they are launching it for console. Uh, Capcom had Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah. Um, And as far as the PlayStation VR 2 stuff, they had Resident Evil 4, um, another trailer for that. They said that the whole game is playable in VR. Uh, Arizona Sunshine 2. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad, which happens to be, I guess, another of one of those Crossfire games that, you remember, launched miserably on Xbox and got pulled already. So we'll have to see about the VR section on that. Uh, Of course, a previous game that PlayStation showed, too. Synapse for PlayStation VR 2 has a release date of July the 4th. Uh, Beat Saber got Shadow Drop for PlayStation VR 2. And then Bungie had a announcement trailer for Marathon. They're remaking their old Mac game Ooh. for modern consoles on there. So there's a uh, PvP extraction shooter. There was a uh, Destiny 2 uh, reveal for the next season, which happens to bring Cade 6 back for some reason. So I'll have to see what that business is. This is a robot. It is he's a robot. And then... Last but not least, they had a 10-minute showcase for Spider-Man 2 on there. Also, too, right before Spider-Man 2, they announced a couple of new hardware peripherals. They have new earbuds and they have Project Q, which is a dual sense controller with a screen powered by the cloud. So we'll talk about that mm. in a bit. But uh, that's pretty much in a nutshell what they showed. And obviously, we watched. All three of us. I know I took time out. I watched with Desmond after I watched it the first time just to kind of get his impressions of it. Watch it also with Goonie at the same time. Yeah, Thank thanks you for joining us, Yeah. I know, Kev, you watch it separately on there, but uh, I kind of want to do this round robin style versus we kind of, you know, we didn't go blood by blow to talk about everything on there, but I'll start with you. Kev, as far as what were your top likes of the show, and what did you, uh, what's your overall opinion of the showcase?
0: Uh, well, top likes, of course, was Phantom Blade, uh, yep. that had me written all over it. Uh, Hell Divers 2, also. Um, I've always enjoyed the story of Metal Gear, but since me and stealth get along like Superman and Kryptonite, I won't be buying it but I'm excited for, um, it, that's the type of game I go over to Damon's house and watch him play. I'll put it that
3: way.
0: Because <laughs> uh, I ain't going to play it because I ain't got no kind of patience for stealth. Um, but I, w- I was happy to see it there. The uh, Let's see, what else did, I, did they show? that? I, uh, of course, Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, I think Dragon's Dogma was one of the, uh, most underappreciated but stellar gems in Capcom's catalog for a long time. Uh, I played it on PlayStation 3, began replaying it on PC, and that game on PC anyway, it, it, it still holds up uh, with regards to fun. And seeing some of the gameplay mechanics, it looks like there's even like greater emphasis on... How much impact some of your videos, like the dude using the uh, double-handed sword, looked like there was a lot of impact behind those hits. Uh, my favorite class was the ranger. I'm all, you know, I like shooting things with arrows. So <laughs> hopefully the ranger comes back because that was uh, that was my favorite uh, class. And hoping that there's some uh, more custom customization. And maybe interaction with your pawn, maybe your pawn will take a greater role in the overall story in this, in this game. That's what I would like to see anyway. Um, Let's see. And uh, there were a couple other, there were a couple other games that, uh, that they showed that, that escaped me uh, at the moment, but. Oh, yeah, and of course, yeah, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, I know nothing about Grand Blue Fantasy other than it's a popular, started out as a popular mobile game. Uh, I never, I bought the fighting game, but I never took time to play it. But I'm all about Relink. You know, that, that, that is my type of, that's my type of RPG and while i have zero interest in playing the mobile that that this series is based on um i will be playing relink and i will be i will be playing the uh the fighting game uh update uh to to grand blue fantasy versus uh, i think i think it's later on this summer i think it comes out uh let's see um and that that one that the one indie that kind of grabbed my attention was Neva.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm kind of although we really didn't see any gameplay. Uh, the story kind of gra- grabs you, you know, right off the right off the rip. And um, I'm kind of thinking that this might be a 2D action RPG based on how you see um uh, uh the what I'm assuming is the protagonist using a uh using the way she's using her sword. So hopefully that's gonna be some uh some combination play that you're gonna be doing with the uh the wolf elk creature, the the baby <laughs> that, that you uh that you adopt after uh, after what see, what I'm assuming is the parent is killed by those uh, shadowy things. So uh definitely were I definitely saw a lot of stuff uh that that's going to grab my attention with regards to how I feel about the show um I think the show was great as a uh state of play but fell and of, and of course Spider-Man 2 I mean I Spider-Man 2 Final Fantasy 16 those are those are the uh, obvious day ones for me But as far as the show itself, it was a good game show. It would have been a fantastic state of play if this would have been Sony's statement at, uh, say, Keeley's Summer Game Fest. No problem. But this fell short for a showcase. And the reason I say that is when you look back at prior PlayStation showcases, they the yes they did focus on third party they did focus on indie but then towards the end of the show they told you what their first party developers were working on and I mean that's the pattern that they that they have set up and um, this one is very very weird because you know shout out to Craig the tech guy uh, I watch I watch his uh, show his YouTube show on the, uh, fairly regularly. And he did something that I I hadn't seen anybody else do. He brought up Sony's um, Twitter invitation that they put out. And he read it word for word. And when you look at it that way, the PlayStation showcase did exactly what the press release said it was going to do. But... At the same time, I feel that based off their prior showcases, this just didn't this just didn't hit. Um, we've got a, we've got a we've got a number of uh, studios under PlayStation's umbrella now. It would have been nice to get a glimpse at what Bend is working on, what you know. San Diego studio might be working on what Santa Monica studios working on fire Sprite, you know, Nixus blue, you know, what's that one? Blue, blue Blue Point. point, blue point, you know, all of these different studios that have been more or less radio silent until like maybe a day or two before the, the showcase. And I think it was bend and I think there was one other one that I can't recall off the top of my head, you know, sending, you know, little, little eye, you know, bold, you know, excited eyeball emojis with regard to the PlayStation Showcase. And they weren't even there. <laughs> you know, nothing, no projects. They didn't, We didn't even get a title screen of anything that they're working on. So. It, when i'm when i look at it from from that aspect of their prior their their prior um pattern i feel that this fell short for a playstation showcase i think overall i'm giving it um I'm, i would give it a, i would give it a c plus because i did see a lot of games that i will be getting uh but as far as what i expect out of a playstation showcase namely announcements and updates from their first party studios i don't believe i got enough of that and that's why i give it a c plus
1: yeah i have to agree with you kev i really think that what they showed was great um all the games that you said fantastic spider-man day one final fantasy day one dragon's dogma to day one uh cat quest day one i'm just kidding i don't know maybe not (laughs) Um, uh hill Hill divers two. i was very excited to see what that looked like uh you know it looks it they completely changed what it looks like and and i'm glad that friendly fire is still there um so yeah um it got me kind of hyped but i do i do wish that they would have give just a few updates you know um it was all there was like i think there was only one person you know the the main guy uh was it jim ryan Ryan. yeah Yeah, he was the only one that was that was shown everything else was was um was a video um and for me i kind of liked that like there was no like extra stuff that was unnecessary it really kind of got in and out i really liked that but that was it. Was lacking, you know, saying what was going on with their other uh, first-party games, even if it was just an update, you know, just to kind of whet the appetite a little bit. Like if this is your, this is your 2023 showcase. Like the, 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 the I know you, 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 you've adopted what you know Nintendo's the, the, the treehouses and all that stuff, and you give little updates here and there. But I think if they would have taken a little bit of time to show what they were working on, even if it's not complete, um. You know, just give us a little to just just to whet our appetites a little bit. And I think that's that's um, one of the big things is it's like I think they're like, you know, why show it if it's not going to be out for a while? And I don't I really don't believe that, that there's something to be said about, you know, wetting your consumers appetites for what's going on. Like it builds that hype. So it's a roadmap. I'm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a roadmap. And I thought I thought if they did something like that, it would have been better. Uh, I thought the quality of games that they showed was was fantastic all over the map. I'm not a big fan of the um, the uh, uh, games as a service that they that they showed or they or the in the multiplayer shooters because that's just not what I like. But I, I I liked the the variety that they showed. Um, I thought Pluck, Plucky Squire was fantastic. It looks amazing uh, at the way that it it goes from 2D to 3D and back and forth. Um, and how you move around the environment. I thought that was a really, really good game. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for that one. Um, the trailer for Immortals of Avium, I don't know about that game yet. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it looks, it, for me, it looks kind of generic, uh, with the protagonist. I really wish you could change, uh, his look. But, um, uh, it just looks hella generic right now. And so I'm just like, okay, so... For me, that just seems like a like something that I would get um, on like a sale or something. You know, I, I don't I, I just don't think that that's that's for me. I will be playing Grand Blue Fantasy Relink with Joe. I really hope that that will be the Monster Hunter Killer uh, for him. <laughs> that way we can. I play think from... it's single player.
2: No, it's, it's a it's, a, it's multiplayer? a multiplayer game. Yeah.
1: yeah a multiplayer game so yeah, i thought it was single player so did i at first but but we were we we looked it up while we were playing and it was while well, we were um while we were watching it and it's a four player so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah up,
2: to, up to four players yeah i don't know if there's a separate mode for it but um there is yeah up to four players so yeah and
1: uh yeah i mean i i i liked it i thought it was fine I I thought this was solid. I thought the Phantom Blade Zero looked great. Um and they and that was one of the ones where they actually showed gameplay. Um so you got to see what it looked like and what gameplay actually looked like and it looked pretty good. So uh they can miss me completely with foam stars. I'm d I'm that's gone. Whatever. Um Bath Bomb. What was that? <laughs> Bath bomb. Yeah. That's what I thought. They should have called it
0: that. Exactly. It like you're fighting a old, in, a, in, a,
1: in a, a big ass bathtub. Exactly. I'm like, I don't need all that. So, yeah, I don't – but hey – you know, get your Splunk get your splatoon money, so get it, you know Let's do a cross uh,
2: promotion with Mr. Bubble It'd be like the yeah. mom. you
1: know what if you if they had a Mr. Bubble, a Mr. Bubble or a Mr. Clean skin, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome, <laughs> seriously, arm and hammer, yeah. get in there um, yeah <laughs> and I know that John is gonna be super excited for Alan Wake too, but for me i I can't take that psychological stuff, so you can tell me how it is. Um and the peripherals, a dedicated uh gaming game streaming device. Nah, I I'll pass on that, bro. Have mm-hmm. fun with that. I no. don't need that. Um, don't although I did, it. I was that. Don't need it. I do yeah. like those earbuds, but yes. that that, yes. that that whack
0: that whack streaming device. Nah, yeah. they can keep that.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I was that thing happy.
0: has got to be under a hundred bucks for it to even be. It's got to be because yeah. I I just don't see that thing. You know, at two fifty three hundred, that thing is not going to be selling at yeah. all.
1: I would be very hard pressed for, for for that to do any any kind of movement because I just don't think people want to. We didn't get the super the greatest you know thing you know system to play it in our bedroom like and to 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 have like a this now I just, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem right like i don't i don't get it you know but i don't understand it either yeah yeah but those those earbuds though i am a fan of earbuds and i might have to i might have to try those out you know uh if, if they're at a uh, if they're priced to move then i'll definitely try it if they're if they're trying to be crazy with it then you know I'll, i don't think so i i really want to see if joe's gonna get them because i know joe's a and a, a video game audiophile so so we'll see um, and
2: earbuds, I'm not a big fan of earbuds, actually. Oh. So, okay. so, uh, they, I just, my ears, I just don't like, it just, it feels like I'm stuffing a bunch of crap in my ears. Like, you know, but you when are I got to concerts. <laughs> I, I don't like putting in earplugs. So I just, oh, I prefer, I prefer the like headphone type versus your, yeah, so. uh,
1: but for me, solid B, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It, it showed, it showed me stuff that, that I'm excited to play you know um but had they like, given me a better roadmap for for the next for, for for the next coming you know months what their first party games were doing i think it would have been a lot higher that way i could have been like okay this is this is what's going on and it looks like the um just an update on the uh the Tapanyaki uh bet it looks like they did not mention anything about mon they didn't mention anything about monster hunter but I think we're gonna have a Capcom show coming up soon. So, so uh, until December 31st rolls around, you know, hope mm. last hope is eternal, buddy. Uh. <laughs> I'm be eating
3: good. Come, come I don't know, buddy.
2: Me. So
1: you, uh, you could
2: book it. You could book on it. In fact, I I could double down, double down on this. You know,
1: no, no I'm not gonna no. double down on it. No. no, okay.
2: Um, but Joe, I did want
1: to know. Uh, because you like systems and you are a, a system person, are you going to get the streaming service? The, the, sorry, the streaming device. Sorry.
2: You talk about Project Q. You mean
1: that? Whatever the thing is, I don't know. Yeah, Project, Project Q. Yeah,
2: just to give a little so bit of my, our backgrounds in the outline, but yeah, Project Q. Uh, so they did announce it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not the final name, but
1: I know. But it's just like that's that's what they're going with. It's a,
2: quote-unquote, dedicated device that enables you to stream any game from your PlayStation 5 console using remote play over Wi-Fi. It has an 8-inch 1080p HD screen and all the buttons and features of a DualSense wireless controller. This seems so to me. So so they said that no further information, but more details to come in the months ahead. On here, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that Jim Ryan did go out and make a statement saying that they do have like further, rev, you know, reveals as far as streaming on there. That they have some fairly, quote unquote, interesting and quite aggressive plans to accelerate in the cloud gaming space, which they're going to be revealing in the next few months on here. That's what was stated last Tuesday by Jim Ryan. So You know, whether we'll have to see as far as what PlayStation has to do to try to rival X Cloud or, you know, Stadia, rest in peace, Stadia or uh, uh, Amazon Luna. You know, they don't need
1: to. It's 100 percent. They do not need to just leave it. Just let it be.
2: I know but they are going to do it. You know, I was talking to John BT about it on Game Night on Thursday about the Project Q and uh, he made a point, you know, it might be something where if it's kind of comforting to play like your games remotely, like in bed or in another area of the house, if need be. Like say, if you wanted to play some round the mall center, go into bed. I mean, so for some people, a streaming device might make sense, especially because of the fact that the TV is, you know, it's connected to the main TV in the living room or something like that. And you have kids in the house or, you know, a wife that wants to watch TV and that kind of thing where I know, both me, you, and Kev all have dedicated TVs just for playing games, so.
1: Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that it doesn't have a... that, that, it, that it might not serve a purpose, it's just that it doesn't serve a purpose for me,
2: so. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna really take a look as far as if I'm gonna get it or not, it just depends on the price, and um, I think if it's, like, uh, 250 or less, it might be something that might be doable. It's, like, impulse buy, even though it's crazy to say 250 is impulse buy, but, hey, I bought a sense Edge, you know, and I and I use it every day. It's my daily controller. So, I mean, if that's something to where I could find a purpose for it, and if there's other uh, things that you could do with it, like maybe backload it with emulators, that kind of thing. Think about this is I already have a Steam Deck, and I could probably even do remote play over it, my Steam Deck, and just leave it at that. Just play your Steam Deck. Yeah, so it just depends. I'll have to see once it comes out whether I get, like, that kind of, like, you know, fervor where I'm like, oh, my God, I have it. You know, whether it's, you know, five hours of overtime to make the, the amount of money, the amount of scratch to be able to pay for it or not. So
1: uh, my thing is, if it serves a purpose and if it does, then
2: well, you know, that's at at the field to find the purpose for it. You know, it's like, you know, do I want to play games in bed or do I just want to just go out in the living room and play? I think I'd rather just go out in the living room and play, you know, or, you know, go to my desk setup and play if need be. So, you know. I can imagine, you know, other people might have a better purpose for it. For me, I, I don't like the looks of it. I don't know how you mm. guys feel about it. I just feel like it's just like a, it's, it's, it's like they basically sawed off a dual sense controller and slapped the screen right in the middle. Ergonomically, it just looks kind of wonky to me. So,
1: well, it was one thing that made, kind of made me laugh about it was people were saying that it, it, it it's like they sawed off a, uh, a, a vita <laughs> and like put it on here it's like
2: yeah it's, it's like you know someone has a like... statement on twitter just saying like f you sony it's like because vita did remote play and then it did so much more it had so much more features and, and actually play games and now you're just going to basically whittle down this handheld to just have remote play and remote play only and that's it and i can see where if, especially if you're a vita stand that you're kind of just le- left yeah wondering like what the f like you know, you're in uh, your feelings about it
1: because they yeah. they literally killed you know the vita for, you know and then handheld, gave us hand, this.
2: handheld playstation gaming had a purpose psp is awesome you know vita was okay i liked the psp better in my estimation and i felt like sony could have stayed in that space but it seems like they just kind of lost steam and they didn't want to dedicate the resources to the make software for now the that piracy, killed it. The piracy yeah, that killed
0: it yeah that too yeah yeah the piracy killed it, and then and then they shot themselves in the other foot when they made the uh, memory cards proprietary with the Vita. Yeah. Instead of working on better firmware, that I mean, you're never going to prevent hacking, but they could have worked on better on, on more robust firmware to at least delay it or make the process less, um, you know. Uh, less let you know, more make it more difficult uh, they they could have continued on with the Vita I think the Vita could have been a really robust uh product but they they went with the proprietary storage and we all know what happens when you do that uh, so but yeah we 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 killed we killed the PSP. That was that was that was all on us. We had something good and we took advantage of it and uh, abused the hell out of it to a point where there was no more profit in the software for it because you know, it was all just getting copied.
2: you know, I use the f- PSP for emulators, that kind of thing, but I still bought UMDs, so
0: Yeah. You did.
2: I know but but 90% that... of the other
0: people that were doing that same feature were not.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. As far as the take-it-back, though, my uh, likes from the showcase, um, Helldivers 2, of course, uh, big, big fan of the first game, so I definitely uh, am excited for uh, this game. And um, It is coming out in 2023, so uh, my only hope for Helldivers 2, it comes out after November the 12th because this is the game that's the stake bet's going to live or die, ride or die on this SOB. If it comes out mm-hmm. October, it comes out November 2nd, it comes out mm-hmm. november 11th mm-hmm. oh I'll, I'll be i'll be paying for some stakes i want to hear it i want to so see we'll, it well will have to see because the other two service games they unveiled fair games which is jade raymond's joint and then uh conquered uh, of, the, of the same city of desmond's residence uh both do not look like they're coming up for 2024 no. so so maybe twenty so. twenty five
0: yeah it's who knows really showing us a screenshot a yeah title. A screenshot <laughs> yeah
2: oh look there's a title <laughs> like i have any idea what the f the game's about but they gave uh... us the
0: metro three the the, the, the metroid treatment with that one. yeah they're like yeah. guess what <laughs>
2: Uh, other games I like. I think Phantom Blade Zero came out of nowhere. A lot of people are like, "What's yeah. this game?" Like I got people asking if it's that Wu 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 Long game. Or, uh, <laughs> no, not even. Like, no, or if that was that that monkey. Yeah, Rise
0: ride a Ronin, too.
2: Yeah, but this is an entirely new um, game. I, f- I looked at like the Phantom Blade game that came out previously from the studio, and it's all like 2D, and so this is a big step for the studio. The developer called Cruel Man Studio from China on there, So, but it definitely looks crazy. Uh, Sword of the Sea hasn't been mentioned yet, but that's another game from Giant Squid. The, the developers of Absu and uh, the Pathless That uh, look pretty cool. Great art style. Um, I enjoyed also Plucky Squire, like Des mentioned. It kind of has that like uh, link between worlds, kind of gameplay where you know uh, the protagonists start jumping off the uh, play world if need be. So I'm glad that Metal Gear Solid Delta got announced, but you know I'm probably more looking towards checking out the Metal Gear Solid collection. Uh, yeah. Versus playing D- Delta to begin with because that has one, two, and three uh, plus other things. Will uh, they haven't mentioned who's doing that collection yet? But I almost could say that the same studio that did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection for Konami is probably also working on this on there, which is what uh, Digital Eclipse on there. I mean, even though they haven't announced it yet, but I'm a- almost assuming I'm hoping that they're working on it because they do good work. You know, that's the same. Uh, development team that did the Atari collection that came out last year, so you know they do good work. So I'm hoping they're working on it. So um, also, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink looks good to me. I'm like their day one. I just love the art style, and especially with being an action RPG, I'm good to go. Uh, Tower Fantasy was interesting, even though I know it's like free to play weeboo action RPGness. You know, that's coming out in the summer, so be able to you know take a look at that. Dark, Dragon's Dogma Two looks good on there and from there i think that's pretty much it spider-man 2 is looks great I know but i need to go back and play miles in the first spider-man before I even think about playing spider-man 2 just to kind of give a feel for that and i felt like the showcase in and of itself by itself was a good good show but not exactly a great showcase i don't know what these other companies are working on as far as within sony i was kind of curious if we got some new announcements from what like what Kev was saying, with Sony Ben was doing, you know, I want to find out uh, quite a bit, you know, I want to see if there's a new kill zone, you know, <laughs> in the works, you know, probably be holding my breath on that, you know, before a new Horizon comes out there, but, uh yeah, I felt the game shown was great, but the Soniness of this showcase was kind of lacking, very much lacking, so, the Sony-ness? Oh, yeah, what Sony uh, per, was doing. Okay. Yeah, first party. Yeah, first parties. You know, in yeah, that
0: first party roadmap just wasn't there. Yeah, it just wasn't there.
2: You know, I give it a B-, B- on here. But, you know, and I think it opens the door a little bit for Microsoft, especially, to kind of go in and, and especially if they get some good momentum going. But I'm not here to rate Back and forth. I hope everyone has a great showcase. I hope everyone brings meat to the table. Microsoft has bills that are due, though, that's for sure.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Yo. That invoice is very late. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Now, speaking of Xbox, you know, right after the PlayStation Showcase happened, they went ahead and they put a tweet out, of course, and they said, coming to Xbox, and then all the games that were shown <laughs> on the PlayStation Showcase to let everyone know to give give the, the, the dog whistle out to the Xbox... Fans out there that uh, you know, such games as Alan Wake 2, Dragon's Dogma 2, Ghost Runner 2, Marathon, good. Metal Gear Solid Delta, Plucky Squire, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Cat Quest, Neva—they're all coming to Xbox as well. So
1: good. So, they need you know, to. They need to put that. They need to put that shit out there. Let folks they're, know. They're, they're,
2: they're trying to compete. You know, let them know. Hey, these are all the multi-plats that are part of this showcase. You know, I bet you anything, I would pay cast dollar money money the, for PlayStation to have an equal tweet after their showcase to see what games are coming out on PlayStation Day and Date too. So that'd be hilarious yeah. if they did. The question
1: is, are
0: they coming to Game Pass?
1: Mm, that's true.
2: Probably not. Probably not. We'll see. Let's see what happens with all the business, but one game that wasn't at the showcase though was uh, people were asking about the Last of Us multiplayer game, and according to rumors, it says that the game has been quote unquote scaled back. On here, um, a report says that the dev team has been reduced, but that Naughty Dog says it will continue to work on the game. Now, one thing that Sony has done internally that has been talked about is they have reached out to Bungie to go out to their various studios and take a look at the uh, live service games that they're developing and and have Bungie give their opinion and give their two cents in fact uh, it was rumored that because of this they had one game that was in development that got basically shit canned (laughs) uh, because of what Bungie said about the development of the game so uh, Jim Ryan is putting a lot of weight into what the uh, powers that be at Bungie and basically having Bungie go out and having them report out to them and show them what they got going on and so on and so forth. So, which I don't know, would you guys feel as you think using Bungie to vet all these studios and all the games they're working on? Is that a good idea? You think? Yeah,
1: Quality control, buddy.
2: You got it. So
0: that's why they were bought. They weren't bought for their, for their, for their IPs. They were bought for their ability to actually make good service games because yeah. as, much, as much as I don't like, as much as I'm, I'm done with it, Destiny and Destiny 2 are fantastic games. I, I can't sit here and say I did not get my money's worth of gameplay out of them. Yeah. Because I did. I, I tenfold. They are fantastic games. They were purchased because they understand what makes a successful service game and what and using them to send them to these their different studios and get their their seal of approval or their or now nah, you got to take this put this back in the oven that's exactly why Sony purchased Bungie exactly they don't care. Sony don't care about destiny Sony doesn't I don't Sony doesn't even care about marathon I mean and when they It it was obvious when they said that all of their internal projects will remain uh, uh, multi Multi.
3: Yeah,
0: but their influence, their ability, their understanding of what makes a good service game and what doesn't, that is why they bought them and then slapped a couple couple extra billion dollars to maintain the same staff. So it makes sense that that's why that, that that they're sending them out to do this.
2: Yeah, and one thing that was said too about the Bungie Sony partnership is that uh, Bungie was mainly like U.S. based; they weren't really based in Europe and Japan. So they're using Sony's you know base in Europe and Japan to be able to you know get reach out to those territories and also to tap into like the whole like you know synergy with the uh, multimedia projects and to bring the IP or Bungie out to different TV and other avenues. They're smart. Yeah. So, so kind of good in a way, but uh, we'll have to see what happens with the last of us factions and see if we see anything in the next few months, as far as it being revealed, but they're going to continue to work on it Naughty Dog also tweeted out that they're working on a brand new single player experience as well. So, Thank so they're you they're working on things, but it's just not the point of showing the hand just yet. So
3: that's
2: good. All right, and then next uh next thing to kind of discuss is that you know mes- mentioning the Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid One Master Collection. The Volume One will include Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, and Metal Gear Solid Three on there, and they also said that it's going to include. Uh, the VR missions and special missions, and it's going to have the uh, HD collection version of both games on there. It's also going to include the MSX original uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 games on the collection as well. So the initial games, because Metal Gear 1 and 2 initially came out for MSX in Japan, which just happens to be a Japanese computer that Surprise, surprise was also kind of sponsored by Microsoft back in the day, back in the 80s on there. But that that was the basis of the NES version of Metal Gear. Back in the day was the MSX version. So so you get all that in this collection on here. Uh, They also stated that it is coming out physical. So there is going to be a physical version of the Metal Gear Solid Volume 1 Master Collection on there. So it might be good for especially for people who haven't played all the games in the series to kind of catch up. On here so uh,
1: i think it was a missed opportunity though they really should have uh remastered the whole thing
2: are you talking about like having a metal gear solid one like mm-hmm. remaster
1: yeah because if they're out here if capcom is out here remastering resident evil they should have did it with that one i think it would have been fantastic to tell, to tell you the god's honest truth i think it would have been fantastic to do that and i think yeah. people would have i would have. i would have definitely bought that game over again with with updated graphics oh hell yeah
2: I'm just I'm kind, yeah. of, I'm kind of curious who Konami has working. No one knows who's doing the remake for <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 right now. And it's not Kojima, because Kojima's off doing Kojima Cause, things. Because they yeah. don't
1: know. I think Konami doesn't know what's going on.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they like, know, but they probably don't want to reveal who's working on it, because it might be internal Konami developing it, but who knows who's Konami working on know. it. Konami so. don't know. Konami's
1: like, what are we doing now? I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
2: I know they had a statement from the development team, but it just said um, they had a statement and it just was signed by a development team. It didn't like name a producer, director, or anything mm-hmm. on the like, statement that Konami put out. So
0: I know a couple of people are saying that these are just straight up ports with no
3: oh, graphical
0: please. enhancements and oh, no don't nothing. Say that there are just straight up ports. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, um, that's not a good look. No, it is. That's not. just a straight up money grab. Now I mean, the
2: the Master Collection is supposed to be basically uh, HD versions of the um, all three games on there. Yeah, There's but an HD product. that's the
0: same as a the, that's the, in my mind that's the same of a straight up port. If you're just going to tighten up the graphics in level five.
1: Yeah, that's not,
0: not change anything else. That's, yeah,
2: but that's different from Metal Gear Solid Three Delta, which or middle. yeah, because that's the arena. That's, that's a that's a remake. That's yeah, an actual yeah, remake. Yeah, but yeah. It,
1: but if all it is is like Kevin was saying, if all it is is just like an update of like graphics, not even an updated graphics, just straight up, you know, making it look clearer to to because you need some money. Like I really hope that it's not that.
2: I right. think that's what it is. It's just like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection that they Konami brought out with that have all the games on there. As this is the same thing, mm. just for Metal Gear Solid. So,
1: mm. so it's like um, it's like what they did with uh, um, Castlevania too. Correct. Mm-mm. No, we, they need to, they need to come better with that. Then, yeah. if that's what it is, then they can keep it.
3: I don't it know. Really,
0: Metal Gear deserves the yeah. the Capcom treatment for those for those games. Got it. And if that is, if that's, I mean, when I saw that, those in tweets, I thought, you know, it was just people just, you know, the quote unquote insiders dropping it. But if they're not going to, if they're not going to do like straight up remakes for those games, and really, I think they do deserve remakes because Metal Gear is just so beloved, even though I don't play them, um, I like the story behind them, even though I can't really follow it. <laughs> but not like anyone can. The char- I, but the characters are really well-written. They, they make you care about them. These games deserves re- deserve remakes, uh, at least on the level of what Capcom did with, uh, Resident e- with the Resident Evil series. And that the fact that they're not getting that is a sin and a shame.
2: Good deal, good deal. We'll have to see once that kind of busts out, but uh, you know I'm, I'll keep an eye out for it. You know, it might be something I do have the HT collection, the play two and three, so, and I also have uh, Twin Snakes on the GameCube, so who knows? Maybe I'll just go back and play those versus getting this collection. So, now uh, something else did happen this past week too. It's kind of went under the radar a little bit, but they had a Warhammer Skulls. Uh, festival showcase on here and what that is is basically it's uh, all the like reveals of what's happening in the world of Warhammer (laughs) on here as far as games are concerned so there were some especially for Kev uh, they had a new uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 trailer that they showed on there with a little bit more snippets of gameplay which looked cool um warhammer 40k dark tide had a new update two new maps but uh, i don't think the console version has come out yet for xbox (laughs) like promised so so i'll have to see about that are you still kind of anticipating dark tide at all des or is a point that you're kind of just like eh
1: oh no no i i it will be interesting like i don't i don't think there's a problem with it once it comes out uh, for ps4 then or ps5 sorry once it comes out for that then yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Got it. It's, good deal. It's just I don't need to play it right now because I'm thinking it's it definitely is one of those one of those things where it's not gonna it's it, it's it's not at a state where I want to play it right now, is really what it comes down to. So when it when it when they fix it and it's good to go and it's ready and they port it to other systems, then I'll then I'll play it because my thought is that once they once they port it to a different system, once once they once it's okay and they port it to say, you know, uh PS five, then for me, then I know it's it's probably gonna be okay and I can play it. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah. And That's kind of where also- I'm at with that. Got it. Okay, so you're not waiting for the uh, Games Pass drop for um, Dark Tide to play that on your Series S. You're going to wait for it to pop up on PS5. Then, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. also, too, they did have new DLC for Vermintide too. So you know they're continuing to support oh. that game, which is crazy. I might, crazy. Have, to, it, yeah, I might have to pick
1: that up then. Oh, it's free. Oh shit. That's yeah, free DLC.
2: That. Yeah, that's yeah, free DLC. It's free content. Yeah, it's uh, basically it's uh, called called Carrick God, I can't even pronounce this. Azagoras on here. so That's
1: awesome. So it's Carrick from ACG?
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll work. And then they also had uh, see, Kerrick uh, Azagoras is a new content uh, update. It is basically three new levels, uh, some challenges and rewards, and it's a free adventure campaign update for all owners of Vermintide 2, which both me and Des are included in those said owners. So so also, too, they did showcase that they are coming to Power Wash Simulator because, you know, oh, every, no. <laughs> every, every IP is coming to Power Wash Simulator. I think Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy, now Warhammer 40K is. You could Power Wash some uh, Space Marine junk if need be. So Nice. And also they have a free-to-play combat racing game called Warhammer 40K Speed Freaks on here, which is available on Steam. So.
0: Is that like a Mario Kart, a very violent Mario Kart? Yep,
2: you got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it has and some You know life. what? I was gonna go back to Power Wash Simulator. Power Wash is kind. I think is a, it could be on its way to becoming what Fortnite is, like another means of of marketing for in, an intellectual property. Like, hey, we got. It, We got because I'm hearing more and more about power wash simulator with associated with all these different intellectual properties and companies and whatnot. You know, I I can I can see it becoming a marketing tool, uh, as well as a game. You know, part marketing, part game type of thing. It is kind of weird how it's kind of found its way into the zeitgeist of other of other things that are not even otherwise wouldn't even remotely be associated
1: with it. I think it's kind of funny when you think about it, mm. you know, people are just silly with it.
0: It's like, what's the latest thing? Oh man, you need to play power wash simulator, get
1: the, get the, <laughs> get the DLC to what, to see what all
0: the the hip kids are what doing. All the, what all the hype is. <laughs>
2: Kind of crazy, but yeah, there's a physical Power Wash simulator coming out next month. So it's like 25 bucks if you want to buy Power Wash simulator on the disc. so
1: I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need no Power Wash simulator. I'm good.
2: You don't want to clean stuff? Pay for it. Mm-hmm. I heard nah. it's therapeutic, but you know, hey, what do you I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, I. Honestly, I could see how it would be like that but at the same time I'm like nah
2: I don't need to do all that <laughs> probably go and power wash your house for God's sake you know
1: um what was that one um what was that one uh there's a new uh there's a new uh, new game uh, for uh war Warhammer that came out that bolt gun thing
2: yeah the boomer shooter yeah
1: yeah everyone's supposed to be like super happy about that I, I watched some people play it and it looks it looks pretty good.
2: Yeah, um, I was actually reading a little bit about it, and it actually happens between um, the uh, plot between Space Marine 1 and 2, actually, which is crazy to think that this uh, retro 90s, like Doom like shooter, is actually uh, included with the lore of Space Marine Kev. So you might have to pay play it just to get get the entire story get the whole get the whole story down, yeah, well it's
1: um, I watched some gameplay of it, and it really it looks pretty fun, you know, if you like doom and there you go, you know it looks it looks just like everything it it looks like I'm like, wow, like I was very surprised at 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 what they're what they what they're doing with it, like I was like, damn, this is very funny. Because it's actually not bad-looking.
2: And actually, there might be a new uh, Warhammer 40k game coming your way, Des. There is a CRPG <laughs> that is what? going to be out called Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Oh, so.
1: Rogue Trader. Yeah, uh, it's already out.
2: Yeah, the beta is out right now. So yeah. I guess there's um, a beta is going to start on June the 1st on here, so... So, I mean, Warhammer is just kind of, they're taking the IP and kind of rolling with it, but, you know. I don't blame
1: them. Get your money. People love it. It's been around for forever, so they better, like, get their stuff. Seriously, it's been around for forever, so.
2: Yeah, in fact, there's a free game on Steam to Warhammer 40k Gladius right now, so. So, it's happening in the world of Warhammer, so. Uh, Look at them. Uh, also, my next story, talking about uh, a retail outlet that we talk about on this show quite often, GameStop. So GameStop uh, announced that they are changing their royalty loyalty program <laughs> and they are updating the PowerUp Rewards membership. So they are uh, basically renaming it to GameStop Pro, but they're bumping up the price from $15 a year to $25 a year. <laughs> uh, here so, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> they also are offering uh 5% off used games, all collectibles, trading cards, toys, and apparel. Um, pre owned product. Uh, they're offering you 5% off game protection <laughs> uh plans cool. in store. You know, like the whole you want to protect your game for an additional three mm-hmm. dollars? No, <laughs> you want to prioritize new games? No, so. Uh, you could also get 5% off all GameStop brand products, including T-shirts and other <laughs> accessories.
1: Mm, no, thank you.
2: But uh, Yeah, people have been kind of up in arms about this. Like, this is like the straw that, quote, unquote, broke the camel's back. Because uh, in the background, what they've done with this, too, is that they have s- stopped... Uh, all use of points uh, or like the $5 rewards that you get every month on any um, currency like game currency, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. PSN, Steam or Xbox. Uh, They made it to where this uh, membership automatically renews unless you tell them specifically that you (laughs) want to stop it. So, so a lot of these people that automatically renewed for $15 are going to get automatically renewed for $25 instead um. Okay. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, uh, just things are not looking good in the GameStop uh, world, unfortunately, because even with the five dollars per month, you have to find something to spend the five dollars on, which, unless you're buying a game there that month or whatnot. They also bumped up the free shipping. They have continuously bumped up the free shipping from like it was fifty bucks to get free shipping. Now it is was 60, 70 dollars to get free shipping, and now it's uh, like eighty dollars now. So
1: that just shows to me that they are really hurting. You know, if this is if this is like I understand some some bits of uh of um. Like increases, like sometimes because every now and then you got to increase, you know, your your stuff. So I I get that, but damn, like this is a lot of increases. So yeah,
2: so twenty five bucks a year now. I don't know if I'm gonna renew or not. I probably will, but we'll have to see. I always manage to find something to spend my five bucks on, much to my chagrin.
1: Because you can get um gift cards, right? Was it? No, not anymore. No. I think mine already expired, and I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it again. So you know,
2: the the kicker for me is that they have eliminated the physical print subscription to Game Informer now with this 25 bucks. So uh, it's only digital only, and so they're not going to mail a magazine out anymore. So and they this is have fine. A, uh, opportunity never... for people to actually get a physical version if they want to, but they're going to reveal the plans at a later point. So.
0: So you're not getting any kind of discount off of used or new games.
2: You're getting a 5% discount off of used games, plus your normal 10% boost for trading in games, but their trade and prices are horrible. Are Ridiculous.
0: Very not good, very not, yeah.
2: I've stopped trading those days, in games,
0: yeah. Yeah, those days, I think, are probably gone.
1: Yeah, the only time I ever trade anything is if I know that there's, like, a, a super boost, you know, mm. Yeah. but the days of actually, you know, because I would... I would seriously, you know, my 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 get was I would um, sit around and and buy like super cheap games uh, during a Black Friday and stuff like that. And then I would use that for for trade and fodder for stuff that I wanted. But it it seems like those days are kind of over.
2: Yeah, I've I've hardly traded anything, and I'm gonna go trade in one game towards Diablo because it's a 20% boost. And the only reason why I'm buying it from GameStop is this: they have a Steelbook and a lithograph available. So it's like it's just uh, uh you know, I could kind of see the handwriting on the wall. Just uh, kind of wish, you know, because there's good people that work there, you know, and it's just like, um, just sad. It's sad and it's sad when they come to me and they basically are telling me that uh, they're, you know, one person per shift and they have to close the store down because they have to go take a leak or go take a break, you know, kind of thing. I actually happened to be going by a GameStop a couple of weeks ago after um, picking up something from Best Buy and I wanted to just go check out the shelves for a bit. And they were closing the store early because the guy needed to go take a break and he was just working a shift by himself on a Friday night of all freaking things. Mm mm-hmm. so. Shows you, And then I talked to some of the employees at my uh, home store and they're saying that they're cutting hours, very like, you know, like they hardly have any time, hours to cover and whatnot. And uh just not looking good. Mm-hmm. You know, they're forcing all the managers to manage two stores versus one store. So they're going back and forth, you know, between locations like the manager of my local GameStop. He actually is managing the store in Madeira, which is like about, let's say about. 20 miles away from fresno so it's like you know you have him having to drive back and forth you know it's just kind of nuts so i'm
1: just like what is the like what is the 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 point
2: <laughs> what is
1: the point anymore i don't know
2: and half the time i go in there they don't hardly have anything hardly on the, on the shelves i know that uh Unless you pre-order something, especially if it's more niche, they're never gonna get it nope. you know and some people have reported that they've pre-ordered stuff and they just weren't able to get the game at their store for whatever reason they never shipped so so it's just uh, one thing after another so you know I'd love to talk video game retail on this podcast it's from time to time but you know it's looking like online's the way to go. so
1: mm, that's sad. You know, then it's like you go to the, you go to the places that have um, that are like video game specific and their prices are just so kind of crazy sometimes, too. So it's like even if you go to the specialty stores, you're kind of, you know, paying premiums, which is like I, part of me kind of gets that because it's like it's a it's a retail. premium, yeah. you know, it's retail and it's premium, you know, and they have to pay for their overhead and stuff like that. So I get it. But damn, some of these places, I'm just like, what's up? You know,
2: what's, yeah, what's... I want to play eBay prices. If I want yeah. to shop on eBay, guess what? I go on eBay, but I realized I could look at the product and kind of check it out ahead of time before buying it, too. That's another thing that might be a, something that's good. So. I'll All right. Last but not least, there were some announcements. There was a Dragon Quest day on there uh, and they made a couple announcements. So Dragon Quest Infinity Strash. Uh, got a release date. That's the action RPG uh, that we talked about a few times, uh, about the Adventures of Dai, kind of inspired by the manga and the anime series. So here for it. It's coming out on September 28th. It's coming out for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. And they also announced a port to Xbox. So who knows? Maybe will mm. Games Pass if need be. But, uh, but it is coming out worldwide on that date on there um the, the digital deluxe edition will include the main game a legendary mage outfit legendary priest and legendary martial artist outfits and uh, legendary swordment and warrior outfits on there and, and there's some other pre-order bonuses including bonus xp but the game looks cool even if you don't like playing action rp i mean uh, turn-based rpgs that this might be in your wheelhouse because it is an action rpg character action rpg with the very manga inspired gameplay if need be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this might be up your alley, Kev, or not, but
0: I'd have to see that. I'd have to look at the gameplay.
1: Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm
0: Playing.
2: looking forward to, you know, I'm just hoping I haven't seen anything about a physical edition, but I'm there. So hopefully there's a steel book somewhere, but <laughs> that's me. That's me. I'm going to be my, I'm going to draw my line in the sand. I think that's what we need inch. to
1: do. We have to. So, if we were to do a custom like gaming vessels steelbook, would any of you guys like purchase it or help us out with that so we can get some money for the for the show? <laughs> like, because that seems like it would be kind of fun, you know, doing a doing a um, uh, a steelbook version, uh, you know, for us.
2: <laughs> like that'd be kind of funny. Have to see. Yeah, I'll be there day one. Day one.
1: But but, but, but that's something that we did for for like as a promotion for the show. We did like a gaming vessel steelbook.
2: (laughs) I just think that would be silly as hell. Yeah. Also, Dragon Quest Monsters is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and they have announced that they have a new game in development for the Switch. And it was said that it is going to be a worldwide release once it is.
1: Did you out, see so. the uh did you see that trailer they
2: did for it? Yeah, I watched the trailer that they did. It of- was
1: so nice. I was like, oh, this is really like it, it it was a retrospective. It showed all of the other games and everything. I really I really liked that. Like I, I thought that was really, really cool, you know? Um so yeah, I, I thought that was a fun little retro thing that they did so the i think
2: they've been so hit and miss in the past bringing some of those games out for the yeah. west on here it's just kind of crazy to think that the last game that they brought out was dragon quest monsters 3 joker but it never made it out It was came out for i think what was a ds on here so on here so and uh you know dragon quest treasures was kind of in the same ilk on there, but not in the monsters series. But I'm glad that they're actually releasing a monsters game um, finally and working on one for Switch. Because you know, to to me, almost in a way, like the gameplay of that rivaled Pokemon in my mind. In fact, even better because it has Dragon Quest monsters in it. So so
1: yeah, I I definitely want to because I remember playing Joker and I really enjoyed that game when I played it. So <clears throat> so I might have to. I'm gonna have to try it, you know. Yeah,
2: I'm tempted because I know uh, Joker Three has a, a English translation, so I think if I'm able to, you know, you know, R R and sell the C's to get a, a copy of the game in uh, English patch, uh, I might check that out too. So, but that's the news for this episode, gentlemen. Sweet. All right,
0: so game nights. Our game nights take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, pretty much, you just jump into our Discord server, our Discord channel. You can uh, uh, chew the fat with us and bring bring to the table any games that you would be interested in playing with us. We'd be more than happy to play those games along with you. So you might be asking, well, how do I do that? Well, you would hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Hit the link on our Twitter page and you're in. So there's no uh, waiting period. There's no Patreon you got to join, no uh, uh, Patreon tier list that you need to pay for in order to play with us. Just hit the link, be a good person, and you're in. Uh, we have a very... Uh, vibrant and uh, a growing vibrant community. A lot of discussion taking place going on, daily news updates or daily news posts rather from uh, the gaming industry. We post links there in our news section so you can get an idea of what's going on in the day-to-day within the gaming industry and and, uh, some interesting gaming discussions going on there. So if that sounds good to you and you're tired of the uh, nonsense that tends to take place on much larger social media platforms, I'd invite you to give our Discord channel a try. I think you might like what you find there. So with that, that's going to uh, bring episode 209 to a close. Uh, just really quickly, we are recording on May 29th. This is Memorial Day. So this is the day that we take to... Uh, uh, take some time off to re- take some time to remember, uh, those who died in defense uh, of our country. Um, so me personally, as a son of a, uh, 30 year, uh, military officer, um, I have a, a military as a special part in, in my heart. So, uh, for those of you who have lost, who are listeners who may have lost uh someone you know, in service to this country uh yeah my, my heart personally goes out to you on this day uh and even though this is you know this is memorial day if you're fortunate enough to have a friend or a family member who either is actively serving or has served in any of the branches of the u.s military uh go shake their hand buy them a beer uh give them a call just say thank you. I think they would very much appreciate it. So that said, uh, we're going to bring this to a close. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the Ha-Rez Lover, That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. You're yeah, yeah. You might know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shownuff71, AKA Diggadulamite.
2: That purple bling bling, (laughs) y'all.
0: And we'll be back (laughs) next time, episode 210 for your ears.
2: Peace, y'all.